Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we get into this week's episode, we want to ask you to follow us on some form of social media. We are on uh, Twitter and um, Instagram at uh, MCU underscore Rewind. I, Tony, apparently I need to update my notes because I didn't write down Instagram. I just forgot. Anyway, that's also for you out there. I, I just I just forgot, which also sh- so shows you how often we, we post things. We, we should post things more often. We'll do that. I, I swear, at some point, we will do that more often. I, so I've go and follow made, us now. I've made 18 posts in the last year since we've had this. I feel like that's way better than my personal average. <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, your, your personal counts are, are much less than that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we want to ask you to do, uh, give us a rating. Uh, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcast app, whatever it is that lets you give ratings. Uh, tell people to subscribe to the show, all of that fun stuff. Go ahead and do that. Um, you can also send us an email. Uh, our email address is mcurewind at gmail.com. There is no underscore in that. All right. So with all of that out of the way, uh, today we are finally, after a while, back to a movie. We are uh, going to start our review. So this is part one of Ant-Man and the Wasp. So this uh, is the first 40 minutes of the movie. So it's the start of the movie until uh, Scott, Hope, and Hank driving away from Cassie's elementary school. And this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, premiered on June 6th of 2018. Wait, June? And... No, July. I wrote down July. (laughs) July 6th, 2018. And as usual, here's a rundown of what happened in this first third of the movie. In a flashback, we see Janet Van Dyne say goodbye to a young Hope and her sacrifice to stop the missile from reaching its destination. In the modern day, Scott is going to extreme lengths to keep him and Cassie entertained while he's under house arrest. That night, he has a dream uh, of Janet in the quantum realm, and he leaves a voicemail for Hank, telling him about it. He's stung by a wasp, uh, presumably the wasp, and wakes up in a shrunken car with Hope. She and Hank think that Scott is quantum entangled with Janet and want to use him to locate her in the quantum realm. But first, they need to buy a piece of technology from Sunny Birch. The deal falls apart, but Janet reveals her wasp suit and fights uh, Sonny's henchman before he can get away with the piece and her money. Uh, Before she can get away, a mysterious ghost-like character arrives and uh, takes the piece. Ant-Man and the Wasp fail to stop her before she vanishes and steals the shrunken lab from Hank. Hank takes them to his former colleague, colleague, Bill Foster, who gives them an idea of how to track the lab, but they need a piece from an older version of Ant-Man's suit, which Scott kept after the events of Captain America Civil War. Unfortunately, he has it in a trophy that Cassie brought to school for show and tell. They recover the suit while uh, the one the suit that Scott is wearing is malfunctioning, and hilarity ensues. Yeah, I uh, you know you, you you mentioned that he was stung by a wasp, presumably the wasp. Never mm-hmm. put those two together. That yeah. that, that was probably her, uh, <laughs> which makes sense. Uh, I thought they just mm-hmm. like mind controlled a wasp to do stuff, like they mind control ants. That's ridiculous. You can't mind control wasps. You can only mind control ants every time ant. <laughs> I guess so. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Okay, cool, cool. All yeah. right, that's one of a uh, few facts that we will have in this next section fast facts on your left uh-huh on my left got it next stop cavity town right on little dude you got super speed i do you didn't see that coming al yes. did you know that you can't mind control wasps you can only mind control that ants whoa 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 <laughs> okay blowing my mind there tony did that's not the know type that. of quality facts that i expect from you right now <laughs> okay, well, here, let me give you a fact, uh, a uh, a MCU Easter egg, if you mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so this is the first time we see Jimmy Woo in the MCU, but also this is not the first time uh, that Jimmy Woo, as name at least, has shown up in the MCU. Uh, so back in Agents of Shield, season two, episode four, face my enemy. So it's the it's the one where um, May fights um, Agent Thirty Three. You know the one with the, mm. the look alike mask. Yeah, uh, so that crazy in that, head slam on the table. <laughs> yeah, that thing, right? The, yeah. the thing everyone remembers about that yep. one episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, in that uh, episode, at one point, we see her phone, or 
to see some contacts, uh, Agent May's contact list, right? Uh, and Jimmy Woo is in there, uh, along with a couple of others, um, sure. like Natasha Romanov and, and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is this is finally, after all these years, we have, we meet uh, the infamous Jimmy Woo. Um, so, are we to presume that he was a Shield agent before the fall of Shield, and he just moved to the FBI, much like uh, Sharon Carter moved to the CIA? So that does seem to be what people online are assuming because uh, mm-hmm. I was looking into this just to you know double check some stuff and everyone just or from from what I saw basically when I say everyone all I mean is the one article on MC Wiki um, everyone yeah yeah everyone everyone uh <laughs> just it just says that yes he used to be a shield agent um in the comics, he was. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what? I'm saying that off of memory. I don't remember if that's true. I, well, I think I in the tell comics because I do have a section but... about Jimmy Wu in my fast. Oh, next, perfect. So we can just cool. kind of okay. go into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was a. Um, well, his original premiered in a uh, problematic comic from 1956. Uh, he oh was well, in yeah, 1956, Cla- of course. Yeah, Yellow Claw Number One, where he fought uh, like Chinese communists, and probably because he's. Of Asian descent, I presume Chinese. Uh, he also was uh, like infiltrated them. So uh, he was an FBI, FBI agent originally who turned who fought Chinese communists, turned into a G man. Turned uh, then he joined a group called the Stark Seven, which Howard Stark apparently put together to fight communists. <laughs> and then eventually he became a Shield agent, which is he still is in the comics to this day. Ah, okay. Alright. Yeah, but as far as the MCU goes, mm-hmm. no confirmation. I mean, unless he said something in the one season of WandaVision, but I don't remember. No, he did not. I've watched that, okay. I mean, more recently than you have. Um, uh-huh. yes. And I feel like that would stick out like a sore thumb. Just like, holy crap, he <laughs> was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, and no, that I do not remember that at all. Okay. Alright, yeah. Uh, to be fair, because I do this with all the characters, I'll also talk about the actor who plays Jimmy Woo, Randall Park. Uh, his mm-hmm. nerd cred. Uh, he played Dr. Shin in both Aquam- Aquaman movies. Uh, he was in the Lego Gen- mm-hmm. Ninjago movie. He was the voice of an alien in Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, but he's most famous for uh, the movie, Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe, the show Fresh Off the Boat, and Jim Halpert in The Office. <laughs> that one cold open yep yes <laughs> um also the other i'm you know i'm spreading out new characters throughout the three episodes so this episode i'm also talking about sunny birch uh mm-hmm. nerd cred uh he's played cecil in the in- invincible uh he was in tomb raider he was in gi joe retaliation and predators um which i think is the worst predator movie uh uh, he's also, he's most famous for, like, he was in Justified, where he kind of made his name. He was in Hateful Eight and Django Unchained, which I've seen Django Unchained, and I remember that. Never saw Hateful Eight. But, uh, the comic book character, uh, he uh, first appeared in Iron Man Volume 3, number 73, back in October of 2003. He died in Iron Man uh, Volume 3, uh, issue 76 uh, in February of 2004. So he was not there for a long time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his arc, he stole the patent to the Iron Man suit uh, because originally <laughs> Iron Man said it wasn't his. Uh, it was like it belonged to an employee, but then he revealed his identity and because of legal ramifications, he lost the patent, which. Uh, Sonny Birch uh, took up and stole from him. Now, I would <laughs> bet. I don't think those are real laws, Al. I see the look on your face. And you're like, how does that work? <laughs> They're well, comic laws. It's not. I well, it's it, it's it's not because it's it's the patent. Like, like okay, sure. I guess that that means like only. So so that means if if he <laughs> has the patent, then only Sonny Birch can sell Iron Man suits. That's that's basically I mean, it, right? Like, I would presume uh, that okay. he would. 
Like he doesn't have the schematics. Those are yeah, not. I was, I, that's why I kind of stopped mid sentence. That, that just occurred to me. It's like I was gonna say yeah. he could sell them to the highest bidder, kind of like what Darren Cross did in Ant Man One. But you're right, he doesn't know how to build them. Yeah. Now technically, um, a patent is supposed to have all the information you need mm-hmm. to be able to create that thing. But also patents are, are publicly available, so anyone can just read that. So if you can read the patent, so you can build the suit. See, that's that, that technically is how it's supposed to work, but it's, yeah. that's not how it works in practice, right? You like you make it as generic as possible, and, and then there's like different ways to make a thing, and it's it, yeah. Um, but let's just say that they followed the letter of the law, and like yes, this is step one, step two, mm-hmm. step three. Like like if if yeah. there were if there's a patent on the Iron Man suit, like that's. That feels bad. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> I'm like, if someone as nefarious as Sonny Birch or any other mm-hmm. supervillains, they could just mm-hmm. build their own Iron Man suits because they have the schematics publicly available. Yeah. Um, is this is this the result of, like, one of the Armor Wars comics? Because that, oh, that was like... Good... Yeah, come on. My, my understanding, I haven't read any of those, but but those are, like, Basically, the plans to the Iron Man suits get out, and Tony Stark has to go out and like basically yeah. destroy those suits, right? Like stop other people from getting his his intellectual property, right? He's trying to keep that all just to himself. So, um, no, the Armor Wars was in the eighties. Mm, okay, eighties Armor Wars two was in the early nineties. So, okay, no, <laughs> I mean one of them could have been Tony Stark going out. Just trying to destroy, like it, it has nothing to do with the patent. Uh, I was saying, like yeah. he, he's just trying to stop people who made their own suits. Is that yeah. okay? I'm, yeah. um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it, it doesn't matter. We're not talking yeah. about Iron Man. Uh, anyway, uh, Walton Goggins, just the actor for mm-hmm. for uh, Sonny Birch. Uh, I I love that actor. Um, yeah, you know some of his early stuff. You know when he was starting out, like yeah, okay. But ever since you know seeing him in Justified, like because mm-hmm. I I love that show. Um, and then like everything since then, anytime I see him in something new, he's like, he's always just a a weird guy, a weird character. And, um, if I see that he's going to be in something, I think, okay, I, I might watch that. I will at least give it more, uh, thought than I will normally. Um, yeah, uh, I've never watched Justified, which I know that's like the thing, like he's been around for a while, but that's the thing that like, uh-huh. sprung yeah. him into high, bigger popularity. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But I hear on podcasts, uh, the Marvel podcasts, people consider mm-hmm. this role to be a waste of Walter Goggins in the MCU. Like he would have been better as another character, but they never mentioned who the other characters he would be <laughs> good as. So Al, do you, what do you think about his role in this movie? Do you think he's, this is a good role for him? Do you think they could have done more with him? And if, so who else could he have been? Because <laughs> I don't know. Well, like I know him from this. I know mm-hmm. him from uh, Django. And mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm not as well versed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as far as him playing a character here, he did mm-hmm. a really good job. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't. I don't know if I really call it a waste. Like mm-hmm. he had. He did a good thing. I think it's a waste in the sense that a lot of people said this is not a great movie. Right. Um, yeah. I, I know, Tony, you dislike this one. This I, is one of your, your will, low ones. <laughs> it's definitely one of my lower tier. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know if I were to think of something like he, he was a villain in Justified and he did a mm-hmm. really good job at that kind of character. I, I, I mean, it's really it just comes down to like, you know, hey, I've seen this guy do this other character. I want to see him do that again in a mm-hmm. different scenario, I think is what usually happens. Right. Like that's usually yes. the what would I want to see him like? Yeah, I think he would be a great, um, you know, like, uh, what is it, uh, silver tongue type of character, right? With, you know, he, mm-hmm. he you know, talks Mephisto. a certain way. And there you go. Oh, yeah. He, he he could probably pull off some Mephisto. Yeah. Yeah. Get, give him a cape. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Just, just that's <laughs> it. Just Walton Goggins walking around with a cape. Perfect. Nothing I feel else. like I know capes aren't super prevalent in the MCU. I mean, there's a handful of characters who have capes. Thor, mm-hmm. Vision, Scarlet Witch sometimes. Uh, it's Doctor Strange. Um, but I feel even like... Even Thor sometimes. I, and he was the first one I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like even him only oh. sometimes. Oh, yes. yeah. Just like Scarlet um, Witch. Yeah. Hmm. But I feel like if I were in a superhero movie and I didn't get a cape, 
I would be disappointed. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, despite what Edna Mode says about capes, um, mm-hmm. yeah. let's go back a little bit. I forgot to say where the title <laughs> comes from. Uh, oh yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it comes from the fact that Scott and Hope are the leads, and their aliases are Ant Man and the Wasp, respectively. So hmm. okay, all right. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I got a couple more. <laughs> Mentioned a lot time a lot of times through this movie is the Carpetian account, the account that the ex-cons are um doing security for. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I think I'm saying his name wrong. Carapatian. Car- anyway, okay. um. This is a reference to uh, one of the storyboard artists, Edgar Carpatian, who's um, a friend of the director. He's also the other Disney stuff. Uh, he's mostly known for Pixar. His credits include outside of the two Ant- or I think the first two Ant Man movies. I didn't see if he was in Quantumania, or he did Quantumania. But uh, uh, he also like did storyboards for The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars Three. So yeah, so it was just. A reference to their friend who works in the movie business. Oh, so uh, an internal kind of Easter egg then. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I was assuming that that name meant something. I, I did like a really quick internet search. Nothing popped up. So yeah. then well, I, just I found that yet. information. I guess he's Armenian and it's like a website about famous Armenians. <laughs> so I assume <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's not, it's not as you know well-maintained as a Wikipedia or a IMDb where it's just not like anyone could write those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And finally, we get Superhero Landing number 155. Uh, during the kitchen fight scene, when they enter um, the area, she tackles a guy, but turns back to regular size, so pretty much just Superhero Landing on his head and to knock him out. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you, you're a hero. A for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. So Scott Lang, on lockdown before it was cool and mandated by the government. Actually, technically he was mandated by the government, so. But before it was Uh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, He is, he is super bored at home. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, He has the time, I guess, at Mm -hmm. least, to do everything for Cassie, uh, you yeah. know, build that whole maze and everything. So that's, that's something. Um, it makes me wonder, like, mm-hmm. is he just like so much more well-rounded than we are? He doesn't spend all his time watching TV. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, let's, let's think about it this way. Um, yeah. imagine go back to, um, let's say June of 2020, right? Oh God, I don't want to. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Too bad. Too bad. Uh, You can't, you're you're not really leaving your house, you know, anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Did you pick up other skills? Because I sure did not. I tried. I I baked (laughs) one thing of banana bread. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I painted one mini for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. D&D. Yeah, those were the two things I attempted. Uh, okay. During yeah. the entire lockdown, <laughs> that, that was new. Okay, all right. Well, you did that. Um, he's been on lockdown or in house arrest for I don't know how many years actually. Um, assuming since presume. Civil War, which was two years. Two years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's let's say two years. Um, I, I don't want to pull up my book that has the the full timeline, but oh, it's, yeah, probably, it's probably it's probably yeah. this two years. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Um, but he has an actual reason to do that work, right? Like he's doing this work specifically for Cassie, right? He learned close-up magic for her. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think he has a better, like, I think he has something pushing him more to to do stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. 
if his kid just came over and he was like, all right, let's watch TV. Uh, I mean, she'd get kind of bored too, right? Like she'd want to do stuff. So, and maybe that's mm-hmm. what started it. Maybe that is what happened. That's true. I mean, I did not have any kids to entertain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ugh. So since we're here talking about Scott and mm-hmm. him being uh, at home, um, I know that the, okay. So generally for a movie or TV show, unless there's a specific storyline reason uh, for uh, where a person lives, they're always going to live in a nicer area, right? Just yeah. because it, it looks nice, right? So he, in in the first Ant-Man movie, you know, he didn't have a place to live. He just got mm-hmm. on, gotten out of prison and all that stuff. Now he has like this whole house in San Francisco. Yeah. Yes. What, what what do you think happened there? Like, because I've I've got nothing. I was trying to think of something. Um, like maybe maybe he just got some money from Hank Pym after helping him. Like that that's was exactly it? what I think it is. Also, they were doing like they were talking about pre Civil War. They were working mm-hmm. together. They were doing experiments. Like how big he could get. You've got to pay that's, someone for that. <laughs> she that's true. Owns, yeah. 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 She runs mm-hmm. uh, what was at the time Cross. Industries probably mm-hmm. renamed. We find out in Quantum Mania, it's called Pim Van Dyne. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. she's still probably controlling interest in that, if not Hank coming back to it. Okay, so so he was basically he was given some kind of cushy job with them mm-hmm. to yeah or, experiment and and whatever. I mean, okay. if they were doing it fully legally, which you know they don't always do in the MCU when experimenting with powers. But there's uh-huh, got to be uh-huh. at least some nice, like, hazard pay when you're doing these experiments on a person. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I would I would say, yeah, it's from his connections from Hank. Uh, whether he gives him the money or pays him very well for doing Ant-Man stuff. Either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That, that makes more sense. Cool. All right. Um, so... We see, I had this question initially, um, mm-hmm. of Janet put this message in his head. Uh, is this, did Janet, we're going to be, okay, spoilers for Quantumania, which is our uh-huh. spoiler policy, but yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah, when, just, talk, when we talk that's about, fair. yes, mm-hmm. yeah, when we talk about Janet, we can't ignore what we learn about her relationship with Kang, her relationship with Bill Murray. And all the stuff that we know about, <laughs> and I've only seen that movie once. I need to rewatch it. Unfortunately, I've, I've, um, I've seen it twice. It's, it's it's better the second time because okay. you know what you're getting into. But like that's meh. that definitely is true with other MC movies that I wasn't thrilled about. I did enjoy Love and Thunder a lot more the second time around than I did the first time around. Uh, okay. So maybe I'll like Quantum Mania more. But either way. <laughs> um, how did she put the message in the Hank's head or in Hank's in Scott's head? Was it accidental? Has she been scanning constantly for 30 well, probably not 30 years because she had to settle herself, but maybe like 15 years? How how did this happen? <laughs> Do you um, think? Um my assumption. Yeah. is quantum Vulcan mind meld. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because the difference between yeah. quantum Vulcan mind melds and regular Vulcan mind melds is you don't need to make uh, human contact. It's just person needs to be really, really small. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, to actually answer your question, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, again, spoiler for Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Um we see Janet and like she actually has some technology at her disposal um, at some point. Right. Like, so yeah. this is presumably this is after, or at least in the middle of the war against Kang. Right. Mm-hmm. So I assume at that point she's made friends, right. With um, Bill Murray and everyone else. And yeah. she probably has some kind of access to some kind of technology to reach the non quantum realm. Maybe. Possibly in 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 that sense of like, um, her just trying to find something somehow, or maybe it's uh oh oh okay. 
Um, she's been searching ever since uh, Scott Lang was in the quantum realm after the, the first Ant-Man film. Like she somehow came across the data that said, Hey, there's another person down here. I'm going to try to see if I can send a message. And she just kept trying to do it. And she finally got lucky. Well, she didn't get lucky um, because they mentioned hope. I mean, she did, but hope said that he had the dream after um, when they opened the portal, the tunnel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, she's been trying I'm just confused, like, because we saw, like, a vision of the Wasp at the end of the first Ant-Man movie. Like, you know, split second, almost Easter egg-y. Yeah, um, the suit. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I presume that's the moment he entangled with her. <laughs> but, like, is it just because there's another human down there? Or is this, like, by design? And if it's just... Sorry, I think I, I misunderstood what you meant uh, about the... the... What this has to do with the uh, the suit, the wasp suit? I didn't. You mentioned the wasp suit. I said she. He saw. He saw like the wasp. It went in the end of Ant Man. Okay, so when he's in quantum realm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe we're talking past each other. All right. Yeah. yeah restart. So, so when he's in the quantum realm. Uh, yes. Okay. He uh, sees is the ending of Ant-Man 1 when he's shrinking forever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You see like a flash of the wasp. Uh, presumably, I mean, it looks like her suit because that's how we would identify her. They hadn't cast... Um, uh, mm-hmm. oh God, I, I'm blanking on her name. They haven't cast Catwoman yet. Uh, <laughs> they had uh, it? Huh? They had it? Okay. No, because they even in the flashback with the missile, they just had the CGI suit and with no voice. Oh yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. Regardless, I figured that was the time she entangled with him, uh, mm-hmm. so she could send this message later. How did she entangle with him? Because she's not like it's not like he's the only human who's down there. Uh, has she been sending the signal up in the hopes for the last X amount of years or what? That was my assumption. Like okay. ever since somehow entangling she figured out okay this i'm I'm just gonna keep sending this message just on on repeat forever right mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah uh, okay she got lucky in a sense that they entangled together because she could have entangled with um darren cross yeah uh, well i mean have, uh, maybe she did maybe he got a vision too <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he's a giant head <laughs> True. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. A very small head. However you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For their um, scale, big head. Yes. Oh, Modoc. How I miss mm-hmm. you. Maybe <laughs> I will watch that movie again. Well, I will, but like maybe I'll watch it sooner than I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Yeah, so he wakes up, gets kidnapped by Hope in a teeny mm-hmm. tiny car. Uh I've got so many questions about that ant, what happens to him, but we'll get there. Actually, I'm oh, the, got the, the, the giant ant, ant that it takes yeah. over his place. At yeah, the, the man the ant. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> There's actually, I don't know how much more there is for Scott. We get the, like, Gim the old suit. He got the worst desk at XCON. Um. Uh, yeah, well, okay, let's, let's talk about XCON. Right, okay. just, just a little bit, right? Like, so he's, I'm assuming the you know twenty five percent partner, right? There's four people. Yeah. They're, they're probably doing that. I I feel like they're looking to him as a leader in a sense. So maybe he's a little more. I don't know. Or he just got. I feel like he got stuck with CEO. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I feel like they're looking at Luis as the leader. He seems to be the one taking charge, and he says he's the boss in part two. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he. I guess in in my mind, it's because Luis kept going to him. And then the other mm-hmm. two guys were, were like, they were working with Luis. So like Luis is the boss of them. And then every time Luis had like some issue, he went directly to Scott. So I just assumed from that. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. No, I just, I disagree. I think Kurt and uh, the other guy, T.I. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have his name in my next set of notes, but 
that uh, they don't even consider Scott part of the group, honestly. Oh, uh, that's that's probably true. Like like you said, he got the bad desk because he yeah. wasn't there when they picked it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, good good for them starting mm-hmm. starting a company. Uh, I don't know how long the company's been in business. Uh, it sounds like, I mean, we we see later in the movie that they uh, might go out of business soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but no idea what their like, startup capital was. Uh, probably very little. Um, I mean, or unless probably, Scott... but Scott has money, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he has a couple million dollars, I assume, because he was able to buy that house Yeah, uh, in San Francisco. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so they have to get the new stuff at, or the old suit at Cassie's school. And you know, mm-hmm. I've I've never felt more related, like identified with the teacher than when Scott's running away as a child <laughs> and the guy's like, Hey stop. Oh, never mind. But I've done that so many times. <laughs> hey, get him next time. Yep, you, you can't you can't fight every battle. And sometimes <laughs> if they're not in your class, it's just not it's not worth it. They're not your responsibility and they're not hurting anybody. <laughs> True. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll I'll take your word for it. Really, yeah. but it's it sounds like like what you're yeah. saying is true. The mm-hmm. the thing I don't believe is that he could just walk out of school looking like a child, and no one would stop him then. Yeah, that's a good point because he just walked out the front door. Like, mm-hmm. do they do they just have someone around looking? Like, I don't I don't know what no, I happens mean, at a school. Every school I've worked at. Which has all been in the Sacramento area, so maybe San Francisco's different, but I doubt mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the front door is y- past the going through the front office, so you mm. have to pass by the office manager, whatever age ha- they have, most likely the nurse, the principal's usually in there. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's 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 a good point. Yeah, uh, maybe they have open campus, and he was just like leaving. Not in elementary school, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but hey, you know, like like you said, we don't know Sacramento or, or San Francisco. We don't know San Francisco area. That could be yeah. a thing they do out there. <laughs> Probably, you know, big cities, bigger cities, usually the less they're concerned about security and safety. That's oh, oh, I know, I know what happened. Okay, mm. uh, so a friend of mine. Um, lived in San Francisco for, for a while. Okay. Um, and so the middle school he went to, uh, was like, a like French, they, they had a lot of French teachers. It was like a French school. It was like a pr- private school. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, because they were French, they all smoked. Uh, I'm, I'm quoting him. I, I don't know if all French people smoke. I'm just assuming no, all of based smoke. off of this one story. Al yeah. is saying uh, all French people are disgusting smokers. Anyway, continue. Word for word, yes. Um, so, uh, so what he he said is that um, you know by law you can't smoke within fifty feet of a school or, or some number. I forgot thirty mm-hmm. feet. I don't know yeah, what the number yeah. was. Um, so, like all of the teachers, they knew exactly where that line was. So they would go out for for their smoke mm-hmm. whenever they you know would smoke. So maybe um, Cassie goes to the same school, and all those teachers were somewhere else smoking. All the office staff and everyone. No, no, that's you know what? That's the best reason I could think of. Okay, smoke. I mean, the cool. one teacher we see didn't was didn't sound French, but he could be like, <laughs> you know, the math teacher. You don't need to speak French for the math teacher, I presume. I, same. I have no idea, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else for Scott in this section? Uh, let's see. Looking at everything I've got, no. Um. Oh, uh, you know, actually, yes. So there, there is a part where um, Scott makes fun of the, uh, you know, hats and sunglasses being a disguise. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So so they're they're on that, that college campus. And, um, you know, that's the that's that was the running joke kind of with with the MCU films. Right. Because anytime mm-hmm. someone's trying to hide their sunglasses and, and, yeah. and a hat. Um, it's a cap. But yeah, yeah exactly. But um the the very next uh, i guess scene is is the correct word i don't i don't know like cuz they were outside and then then they go mm-hmm. inside so when yeah. they're inside um i oh i've completely forgot the guy's name i did not write it down um uh, bill foster Lawrence fishburne 
Bill Foster. Bill Foster. That's right. Bill. Uh, so Bill Foster immediately recognizes Hank Pym. Yeah. So like, and, and Hank still had the sunglasses and hat on. So like, they really don't work. <laughs> no, or this is what I think. They used to work together, right? So yeah, they, they may, do know each other pretty well. Maybe he uh, this was this is Hank's go-to disguise, and it's just like, yeah, I recognize him because Hank would always go here, and he knows that he's on the run, so he's been looking mm. for the hat and glasses on an old man. Mm, okay, okay, got it. He's All accused right. five other people of being. Uh, uh, Hank Pym this week alone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with graying okay. hair and a hat or graying hair and sunglasses. He's just like, so he's actually into this class like four times early. <laughs> like, I mean, his students are fine with it. So I like, mean, all right. Yeah. Think about your college, Jay Sal. Would you complain if they ended class early? Nope. Never once. Yeah. Did. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Moving on to Hope. Yeah, let's talk about her. So she mentions that Scott, they're in trouble because Scott using the Ant-Man tech uh, breaks the accords, right? Yeah, this is this is one of those weird things that like, like we, we you and I have complained a lot mm-hmm. about the Scovia Accords on, on this podcast over the years. And it really just feels like this was one of those like from the writer's perspective, they just kind of threw that in there. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we can we can say something about Scovia Accords. And in well, universe, yeah, like they, it's probably... Yeah, and they need, story-wise, they need a reason for Scott, or for Hank and uh, Hope to be on the run. Uh, yeah, it, it helps that story, right? Like, if mm-hmm. they just wanted them to be on the run, like, this is, okay, Scovia Accords give an easy out for that. Um, I mean, I don't know if they needed to be on the run, but... Hey, you know, it, I mean, it helps. It, it gives a sense of urgency for the story. Oh, uh-huh. well, I mean, it does also. It's like, I think the whole plot revol- revolves on them being on the run. They have to hide the um, the building. They have to get this stuff from the black market, bringing Sonny Birch in. It's like, it's integral. They mm-hmm. need to be on the run for some reason. Uh, yeah, uh, for, you know, the movie as it ended up. But, like, if they yeah. just did the movie very differently and... Uh, yeah. Like if they didn't have the Sokovia Accords, I feel like they would have been like, "All right, let's let's do a different movie." I guess I don't I don't Maybe. know. Sure, um, yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so so as I was saying with Sokovia Accords, you got that like plotline wise, storyline wise, um, you know, from the writer's perspective. But then also like in universe, mm-hmm. I feel like the Sokovia Accords. We should probably assume there's a lot of like, and if the government wants to take a thing away from you for using special powers, they can. Yeah, because like, I was probably, wondering yeah. like what the line is in universe. I'm just like a leaf blower gives someone super wind powers. Would that be against the accords? <laughs> uh, well, my understanding of laws are yes. <laughs> no. I, I I guess if the government successfully argues in a court of law, then yeah, all of a sudden <laughs> the leaf blower would be uh, right because <laughs> so because. Laws are written vaguely on purpose in, in the sense of the assumption yeah. of like, we, you can't assume the, you know, you can't tell the future. Otherwise you would. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, when you get to those scenarios, that's when things get resolved in court. So that's true. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe yes. Yes. Tony, it, it could be argued that a leaf blower uh, would be, would be a superpower and the yeah. government could take that away from you. Yep. And then, I don't know who makes the leaf blowers. Does John Deere focus on tractors? Whoever made the leaf blower is also responsible for whoever's using leaf blowers for criminal yeah, games. Jim Leaf Blower. Mm-hmm. Jim Leaf Blower. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I guess we can also assume that if the government is after the the PIM particles and all of that tech, right? They, they're mm-hmm. probably, they have probably also revoked the patent on the PIM particles. Ah, so they could just make their own. Yeah, yeah. Too bad the patent was badly worded. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, like the government has access to that anyway. All Shield files is out, and he made those when he was working for Shield, as we find yeah, out in the end game. True. Yeah. I mean, I assume that he just flat out didn't. He he yeah. he probably just never told anyone, right? Like that was the entire plot of the first one. Like he he kept that mm-hmm. very That's much true. a secret. The pin particles. Yeah. Yes, but 
Shield knew about him, right? And then all yeah, of Shield's yeah, files were, him. yeah. I mean, all Shield's files were released in in Winter Soldier, so they should have had him already. Never mind. I was thinking that Shield <laughs> files went up in Civil War. Um, oh. So I'm surprised that Hank and Hope have been uh, getting away for so long because she is the worst in the world at hide and go seek, uh, as we see in <laughs> Scott's vision. <laughs> uh, she's like 20 years older at least 30 yeah, years and so. how, Al since a child mm-hmm. how often have you played hide and seek you don't there's no practice that's that's true yeah you're you're right uh, <laughs> I don't have any children so it's not like I'm playing with anyone uh, yeah you're right uh, yeah. I guess the last time was I don't know let's say 15 years <laughs> yeah I would say I were we had a high seek competition when I worked at summer camp, so probably around twenty ten. So yeah, fourteen years. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That, okay, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> may, maybe she got better after her mom left. Mm. That's true. That's true. Also, as a teacher, hide and seek terrifying because what if you can't find the kid? <laughs> then the parents get pissed off. Yeah, they get angry, but you know that's why parents are always signing release forms, right? Right. I assume that's 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 yep. one of the the forms they have to sign. <laughs> the hide and seek, go, hide and seek release form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, why didn't Hank put blasters on wings on the Ant Man suit? Like, even when he <laughs> was an Ant Man. <laughs> So I had that exact same question. Um, I know I wrote that down. I don't know when I wrote it down because I don't see it in my notes just looking directly at it. But um, yeah, because because we know he had that tech back mm-hmm. then when he was Ant-Man because we, we see that in the flashback, yeah. right? Because Wasp has wings and she's using the... She had to use the laser? No, he had a laser. He was trying to use the laser to cut into the missile, but mm-hmm. he, he couldn't with, with it. Okay. He just, didn't so, give, he just didn't give Scott a laser. Yeah. But also, why didn't he at least give himself wings? Um, why, why is he that reliant on an ant being able to fly that, that fast? Because as really showed us in Quantumania, I mean, a little mm-hmm. bit in the other movies, but Quantumania really doubles down. He loves ants. And he ah, was like, true. if I have wings, I have no reason to fly on an ant. All right, cool. And then, then you're like, well, then, then I won't even control ants because I won't have them around. And then, then all of the fun uh-huh. stuff about being a superhero just goes away. Okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I I do appreciate. I do really like the uh, like the wasp solo fight in the kitchen. I think that's one <laughs> of the, as much as I'm not a huge fan of this movie. That is a top tier action scene in Marvel movies, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is another one of those scenarios where, like, you know, this we we've got you know main character right, like Ant, uh, Scott Lang, Ant Man, mm-hmm. essentially, and then we have this other character who we now see with powers, uh, who does it better, right? Just like in Iron Man, right? We saw when Rhodey got a suit or didn't have a suit, like Rhodey was, uh, tactically better at, at yeah. about kind of everything, really, mm-hmm. um, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, like this is the same same thing here. All right. Anything else for Hope? No. Yeah. That not not too much. I mean, she she can kick ass, and she really wants to find her mom after all these years. Uh, so same spot she was last episode or last uh, movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, exactly. Nothing has changed with her other than now she has a suit, and she's better at hiding at hide and seek. Pro- presumably, but we I mean, haven't. She really hasn't seen been that. caught yeah. by the FBI, so she's had like some some experience that's now. true and the F- the fbi is more than one seeker because usually there's one seeker and multiple hiders right yeah that's true mm-hmm. it's a, i didn't seek on hard mode going against yep, the fbi exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh tony i should have asked you ahead of time is hank pym a hero or or not are we no, considering him i mean i no? consider okay. him a guy in the chair because okay he doesn't even use powers <laughs> okay works for me well in that case Let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll talk about uh, some villains. 
Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, what's the problem with cars? Uh, climate change and pollution. <laughs> That's right. They're not portable enough. I mean, you were, you were actually kind of close. They just sit there, <laughs> taking up space. Some people even dedicate an entire room to storing them. And if you agree, then you need a PIM van, the latest vehicle from the brilliant minds at PIM Van Dyne Technologies. They're called the Micro Mini Car. Uh, this is the one and only car that can shrink to pocket size when you're not using it. You never lose your keys, right? So just shrink the car and attach it to your key ring and bring it with you, even when you travel to somewhere new. Want to commit a crime in Sweden and need a getaway car? Bring your shrunken micro mini with you and get away using a car that can't be tracked using local government databases. And that's just one of the many uses you can do with a micro mini that you can't do with a normal car. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free test drive on the Pigeon course. I've always wondered about these cars. Um, how are they controlled? And how worried are you that suddenly they're all going to come back to regular size while you're holding that case? Because you're just crushed by cars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it must be very stable, like the, the PIM particles, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, you're right. You you click the wrong button on the, the remote control, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, yeah, car just crushes you. Unless yep. he put something in that plastic case that when it's closed, uh, it blocks whatever signal to would would grow, shrink it. We, he has so the technology. Produces. Yeah. Because we see it with the ants in the Altoid thing uh, next episode, next section. Oh, yeah, that's true. As soon as it opens, it, it activates. Yep. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> World's most terrifying jack-in-the-box. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, to our villains. Mm -hmm. I ask you to what end? Read it, run from it, destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Uh, Sonny Birch <laughs> is there. Yeah, Selling. yeah, he gets a, a scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, he knows her as Sue, so I'm or Susan, so I assume that Susan Storm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. just goes. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, obviously, like what what else, what other Sue would exist ever in yeah, in this in world? No, yeah, just the one, hundred percent. Yeah, um, that's pretty bold of him. He knows that she's got super technology. At least she knows who she is. She knows she works for someone who invented the shrinking technology and he's going to steal her mm -hmm. money and the piece. Yeah. I don't like, I, as far as we know, uh, given that we don't see any difference in, in the rest of this movie, uh, Sonny Birch has no powers, right? Like he's, he's for the most part, he's a smart, illegal businessman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he has, Seems to have quite a bit of power and, and money, yeah. I assume, to, to pay all of those those people that work for him. Not to mention, someone wants he knows someone who wants to buy the lab for a billion dollars, and even a small cut of that is in the millions. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so he has those kinds of connections. Then again, greed will mess with you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess that's that's probably it. Because, like, honestly, if I lived in a world where people had superpowers... And I knew for a fact someone had a superpower. Like, oh no, I'm I'm not messing with you. Yes, I will make a a uh, good faith uh, deal with you yeah. uh, to you know sell you this thing for however much money we agree upon. It's fair. Mm -hmm. I will definitely not try to to rob you, um, unless I really want to. I'm not going to do it in the open. Like I would, you know, try to track them later and and try to make sure that they have no idea it was me. But that's like the absolute most I would I would get to. Yeah. Or try something like that. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're not likely to try something like that 
now or in the real world where there are fewer superpowers. Uh, that is true. Yes. So maybe it's just not <laughs> your personality. <laughs> That's probably closer to the, yeah. to the truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then ghost is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we get the one action scene here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to guys in the chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 Guys in the chair. Uh-huh. Guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Um, so I want to start off with the flashback, which was about uh, Janet and Hank. Um, <laughs> first of all, always got credit, to, especially in these Ant-Man movies. The de-aging is really good compared to some other de-aging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so Hank on that missile, Him. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Falls into the ocean. Yes. Presume, uh, how long was he tiny in that water and with the damage regulator? And yeah, how long was he stuck there? <laughs> Did they have to find him? <laughs> Did they... Because I presume the ant can't go into the ocean, because the ocean's pretty volatile, but just drown instantly. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, that, that ant is probably gone. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. He probably has some kind of GPS signal or a, a radio to, to talk to someone. So I, I yeah, guess but it this makes was sense. this was at least the latest it was was 1989, right? Even with Shield mm-hmm. Tech. Finding a man the size of an ant in the ocean can't be easy. <laughs> well, maybe he made himself bigger. He, right? His regular was broken. He couldn't um, shrink smaller, so I presume he couldn't shrink bigger. Oh, shrink okay. Bigger, so he couldn't go back bigger. to normal human size? Is that what yeah. you were saying? Yeah, I oh. presume. If the regular is broken. <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny. Huh. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, I just assumed that he couldn't go quantum size. Hmm. Yeah. And it, ne- it never occurred to Janet to just grow bigger like Scott did when he came back. Yeah, they never answer that at all, right? Because, yeah. um, like, I mean, he said it messes with your mind going into the quantum realm. Um, yeah. The only yeah, thing I could I- think of was because the Wasp had blasters to give him an edge, did she not have those little growing shrinking discs because that's how scott by putting it in the regulator that's how he grew back to regular size mm. oh good point huh i don't know i maybe um i mean the new wasp has those like we saw her use them um she like shoots them out um, oh yeah yeah she thumb, mm. shot the salt shaker yeah yeah exactly um yeah i don't know i guess like maybe <laughs> that could that could very well be it right um but also, we see that she was completely fine in Quantumania, right? Like, when she was in the Quantum Realm. Yeah. And I mean, so was everyone else who went into the Quantum Realm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah. <laughs> Hang Yeah, they, they never... <laughs> <laughs> overreacted. It, I don't know. Well, I mean, Hank was right in the sense that... I mean, if she could come back, she would. So obviously, there, there's something that they just never explained. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We'll have to the, wait the... for mm-hmm. Cassie to show up in Young Avengers or whatever. I don't oh, yeah, know that whatever. they'll have an Ant Man for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is true. Yeah, after what people said of Ant Man three, and I have no idea how much. Um. You know, the, those characters, the actors want to come back for a fourth. I, I don't know if they really enjoy yeah. it or not. I'm not sure. But, you know. well, at least Paul Rudd seems like he's up for anything. Uh, and Michael 
Douglas said that he'd come back if Hank dies in that movie. So, oh, okay. Yeah, right. we'll see. If he's back, we know what's happening to him, most likely. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, some easy points for predictions. Uh-huh. Although, to be fair, Harrison Ford said that a bunch of times, and he, he, like, he said he was going to come back in Empire only if he dies. He's going to come back in Return of the Jedi only if he dies. And it took to The Force Awakens for him to actually die. And then he, he came back again. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And it's just the scene, but yeah, that's true. But still, he did. Uh Uh-huh, true. Well, hopefully he's never back. Uh, I also did not see the newest Indiana Jones. I don't know if he died or if he said the same thing for for that one, but okay. Uh, I don't want to spoil Indiana Jones, I'll tell you. Because that's like relatively recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm planning to to still watch that. I also still need to watch uh, the second and third movies. I I haven't seen those. Yes, you do. (laughs) Because those are... The best Indiana Jones movies are the second and third one. <laughs> really? Huh. Yes. I thought the first one was the best. Okay, well, never mind that. The first Good one is definitely a classic, and it's a classic for a reason. It's a really excellent movie. I think the, mm-hmm. thir- the third one is the best Indiana Jones movie, but the second one's like my personal favorite. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's been 15 years since I watched the first one. Uh, so I, I well, think I should start watch over, it again. Because you'll die before you see all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good point. All right, all right, fine. Uh, <laughs> really commit to thirty years between each each Indiana Jones. Yeah, or fifteen years between each Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Well, God, I can't talk. <laughs> well, I saw the fourth one, and then I watched the first one um, within like a year. So mm. I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm surprised. After seeing the fourth one, you wanted to see the first one, but then you stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant to watch the others. I just never got around to it. Um, anything else uh, for <laughs> Hank? <laughs> nope, nothing else. Nothing right. else for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of people like Jimmy Woo talk to children and be like, <laughs> <laughs> be like, you understand that this is like this. Well, and then explain the real thing. It's like, it just goes over the kids' heads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That, so that's my like. You know, I I I, I have friends who have kids, and so mm-hmm. like I'll I'll talk to them like just a little bit, but like I mean they're they're still really young. They're like you know only a couple years old. Uh. And so you have no idea how old your friends' kids are, do you? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh. Two. And okay. that that was the one I saw recently. And see, the other one was five. Um, that I just <laughs> I, I met a lot of my friends' kids on my recent trip back to Sacramento uh, two weeks ah, ago. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, it, yeah. So like, I don't talk to kids very often, so I have no mm-hmm. idea what to do. I know I wouldn't do what Jimmy Woo did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you gotta you gotta have some kind of limit. But I know I've always been bad at like, well, what's what's the limit? What what do they know already? Do, do I have to like explain something? Kids have no attention span, so I don't want to like bore them. I don't. I don't know. Uh, and then I'll just steal their nose or something, and then forget to give it back to them. Then I have to hold on to it for like a year. You have to mail it back. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's lost, yeah. and this kids freaking out. He can't go to the picture day or smell whatever yep. Yep. kids like to smell. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything, right? Kid, kids yeah. worried they have COVID now because they can't smell. Oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> they can't smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their only Halloween costume is Voldemort. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really appreciate Luis because I'm just moving on from Jimmy. I'm assuming we have nothing yep, else for Jimmy. That, yep, that's it. Uh-huh. Totally takes it in stride <laughs> that Scott's possibly turned into an ant. He is the most well-adjusted <laughs> person in the MCU. <laughs> Because it's a distinct possibility. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is like he, he doesn't know. I mean, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess it's very small spoiler for um, the Eternals movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in that movie, they reference Superman. So I guess yeah. we we are left to assume that the DC comics exist mm-hmm. and Batman exists and Man Bat is a character, right? Yeah. Um, which is not Batman turning into a bat, but like that's what happened to Spider-Man. Spider-Man in the comics turned mm-hmm. into a spider at one point. Yeah. So like it's theoretically possible. So like that, that probably that story probably made its way to some kind of DC comic that Luis maybe saw a cartoon of at one point. Um, <laughs> just like all of us. Um, 
Yeah. Plus, that, anyway, the, that's my linking. To, uh-huh. Yeah. The the rules of like science were mm-hmm. are completely thrown out the window at some point in the MCU because anything's possible. <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah, why yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I mean, I am a little worried. Like, he he thinks Scott turned into an ant, and he just just left. Like, all right, maybe if I come what? back tomorrow, he'll be normal. Uh, okay, Al. That's... What's the appropriate reaction? What should he have done when your friend turns into an ant? Try to communicate with him. At, at a minimum, can you talk to him at all? I mean, he's he's doing well, he did those things. He like they cut away, but he's like Scotty. <laughs> Yeah, and then and and then what? Like the and the, and then you like Hank Pym is the only one you could talk to about this like possibility, and he's on the run. So, uh huh. Oh, did he? Did he try? Did he call Scott at that moment? And he's like, ah, Scott's oh. phone isn't here. Okay. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Scott's out, and he's working with Hank Pym again. All right, I'll I'll wait it out. Scott I'll, I'll give has his phone on him. When the FBI are looking for him. Yes. Oh, that just occurred to me. Well, they weren't what looking the hell, for Jimmy him, Wu? right? <laughs> they, they, you, yeah, you, they could yeah, easily I just mean, look true. up his phone's history. Um, that's true. That's, that's very easy for them. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but he's calling Luis. He calls Luis all the time. And then he had uh-huh. a burner phone to call Hank because he breaks the phone at the um, after he calls him about the... Uh, mm. You know, oh, about the, about the vision, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Um. So moving on from Luis, uh huh, uh huh. Uh, Kurt calls the ghost Baba Yaga, uh-huh. who is a villain in the um in the Marvel comics. Uh, he fought. She fought Captain uh Britain, uh, and the New Mutants, and allied with Elektra against uh Kingpin. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, uh, the nickname of John Wick, Baba Yaga. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, it's like <laughs> a hag yeah. and a witch from mm-hmm. folklore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is an actual story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that that would be a character in, in a comic book. It would have become yeah. a character in a comic book, right? Yeah. Everything in public like, domain you know. is in every <laughs> is in both major comic universes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, Steamboat Willie, I'm sure, will make its way over to DC. I mean, yeah. Right. That's I mean, the uh, that's the public domain one now. That is the public domain one, and Marvel okay. has had access because they're owned by Disney. So, oh I yeah, guess... Marvel has, but DC hasn't. <laughs> um. Anything else for guys in the chair? Uh, no, no, I've got nothing else. We, we've said All everything. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to twelve percent of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent credit 12 percent. an argument can be made for 15 12 percent well i my baby? did do all the heavy lifting literally oh. i lifted the heavy things i've been dangling over the grand canyon for 12 I know, hours i know i know you went to the grand canyon he could have used your help what percentage i don't know 12 percent 12 percent that is not a plan it's barely a concept you're taking their side I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? One thing I do really appreciate is the set design of uh, Hank's lab with all the enlarged material. I mm-hmm. I do appreciate it. I think it's really creative. The fact that they did the same thing in the Disney parks, uh, yeah, it makes sense. But also it's less cool now that I can also see it at Disney parks. <laughs> yeah, but you can only see it at Disney parks. How often do you go? I mean, I haven't seen it. Because I haven't been in Disneyland oh. since 2016. <laughs> well, see, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it's really less magical for you, Tony. I don't, I don't think it's so. true. Hopefully, yeah. I get to go. Maybe I'll go this year and be like, ah, it's cool. Now, Ant Man the Wasp right. sucks more. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I, I hope you get to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have not been able to do that also because we don't, we don't have that one here in Florida. Yeah. Well, we're, we're both suffering. You you only get to go to Disney Park whenever you feel like it. Well, <laughs> not no, <at> my Marvel. <laughs> no, we didn't renew our passes. Oh, <laughs> you got sick of Disney parks. Well, kind of, yeah. It's too yeah. busy. Eh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and expensive. You know, even when you go for mm-hmm. 
you, you know, even when you don't have to buy a ticket, it's still expensive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, with that. <laughs> Anything else? I think I think we're good to yeah. close out the episode. Uh, um, last thing is, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. when they shrink the lab and move it, like a little portable little suitcase with wheels, is everything strapped down? Is are all the the papers and stuff they have in there just flying around? And they have to fix it every time, or are the ants trained to fix everything, so they're fine when they come back. I assume that that was part of the engineering of this building uh, that uh, that Hank did. Um, okay. so yeah, yeah, it's probably fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also see the ants are like buffering, buffing the floors, so I guess they could put reorganize everything just yeah, not yeah, alphabetical exactly. order because ants can't read. I don't mm-hmm. think, yeah, not not these, maybe, maybe the super futuristic ones, well, yeah, Batman I mean, Quantumania, but not these. Uh-huh. People really don't like that the ants defeat King, they're like, they're super <laughs> ants. I, I agree, but also like. My 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 dislike is like, oh, this guy de- defeated other like universes, other Avengers, mm-hmm. and these these ants beat him. I don't, yeah. I don't know. They haven't dealt I, with I, super ants. We'll talk about that in six years. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, I don't know. You, I knew you were going to look. You have the schedule open. <laughs> I I do actually. Uh, I'm going to bet twenty twenty eight. I said six years, but I'm actually my <laughs> legitimate one twenty twenty eight without looking at it. <laughs> um, so, assuming this schedule stays as is, June twenty sixth of twenty twenty eight is Ha-ha. when we will start covering that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Four we'll and a half years. Yeah. Woo. All right. Woo. Yeah. I think we're good. <laughs> we can wrap it up. All right. All right cool. So, uh, hey everyone, uh, join us next week. We'll 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 talk about the middle portion of Ant Man and the Wasp. So that'll be from minute forty to one hour and fourteen, which is. Uh, essentially from Hank upgrading the suit to Luis showing up to support the team when they want to go and confront Ghost. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on social media. We've taken the name at MCU underscore Rewind in a couple places and pretty, pretty please give us a rating somewhere. Like That's like the best thing you can do for for podcasts that don't have a Patreon because um, you know we, we would start a Patreon but we think it's better if you give us a rating instead of actual money. That's 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 our, our position as of today. We'll see what happens <laughs> in four and a half years. Uh, anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Hello world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you Song. Traveling along, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get.